TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce here with you, and I am with the fabulous co-founder of The Wellness Couch. He is one of the most compassionate, caring people I know. He is Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, oh, compassionate one. Oh, thank you, mate. You're probably the – you're the most, not the one of the most. You're the most compassionate. Like, you're, it's the amazing, actually, the things that you remember – to do like you know you remember mate, to send a little text is... message or remember to call or you do those sorts of things i love that about you but if there's one thing that i'm not compassionate and caring about for our listeners it is whether my washing machine is on um whilst we're recording you are the most compassionate uh, one because <laughs> you are there before we hit record going the washing machine's only got a minute let's just uh let that let let that go let it go before we hit record and i'm like are oh, you so caring he wants our listeners to have the best listening experience that they can possibly have Dude. that he, he does not want the washing machine going in. Dude, and uh, I challenge any of our listeners because it should still be going right now. We've just clocked over a minute, so maybe it's just switched off. But it, 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 if you could hear a hum, just let Damo know. And if you couldn't hear a hum, just let Damo know because he's very caring despite the fact that he has <laughs> high-end microphones that only get voice and not much else. He's very caring um, <laughs> to make sure that our listeners... Don't all hear any noise. All about the care, Piercy. Can you hear the fan going in my office here? Uh, I can hear my backup drive <laughs> going here. That's what I can hear. <laughs> I'm more worried about that. So, I'm not compassionate about. because it's a sunny day here today um, and the sun is coming in the office. I've actually lowered two hey, blinds. Well, it's probably about 25 and I think I'm going to go to the beach for a little dip after this, come a bit. I'm just a bit hot and smelly, but the fan is on, and I'm not turning it off because I'm not going to sweat and record. And um, for any of our listeners that can hear the fan and it's giving you the heebie-jeebies, I don't apologise because my comfort whilst recording is more important right now. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Maybe uh, I take my compassionate plug for you back. Yeah. <laughs> But I am a pleaser. That is a really good. That is a really good conversation to have. Actually, like you're a pleaser. I am a pleaser. Um, I get it completely from my dad. It is. It is. It's frustrating how much of a pleaser my dad is. He treats me like a five year old. Still gives me footy cards. Gives me the footy record after a day at the football. Oh, just forgets. I think. Oh, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't forget. Maybe that's just what many parents do. But he is. Uh, he is a pleaser from way back, and there is no doubt that I have carried on that trait. Um, you're a pleaser. Who do you get it from? I uh, definitely get it from my mum. Yep. There's no doubt about it. She's a pleaser. She will please everybody before she pleases herself. She'll drop anything just to make sure that someone else is kept happy. So that's well, where we get it from. Can we talk about this? About because I reckon okay. this whole conversation about genetics, um, people feel like that they can change anything. Because, you know, you can now choose the gender of your baby, you can change the color of your hair, you can choose whether you want, you know, I was almost going to be politically incorrect to the highest degree here, but you can pretty much, we're getting to a point in society where you can pretty much create anything you want, customize and bespoke 
anything that you like. If you don't like your boobs, you can make them smaller or bigger. If you don't like your hair, you can pull it in or out, make it longer, get hair extensions, get hair inserts, whatever they're called. You can do anything. If you can get tattoos, but then you can get it surgically removed, like you can get anything. But if there's one thing that I don't think you can change all that easily and maybe if at all um, for, for many for many things, um, and I, I bet I'm happy to be wronged here. People can wrong all over me. But if there's one thing that you can't change, there, there's, I reckon, about three to ten traits that you have that make you so much like your, what, like a parent. It could be one or both or a mixture that no matter what, you are just not going to change. Agree, disagree, uh, bit of both. What do you, what do you say? Well, I, I don't know. Like, tell me more about that. What would those three to ten traits be? There are ways that I talk which are so much like my dad. And even And, and Mark Howard and Mark Howard. <laughs> but even like at the football on the weekend and like my I went with Mayor and Darby. Uh, it was my dad's birthday. I said, Let's say dad to the football. We're in Melbourne and so I took dad and my kids are just in hysterics because my dad is going just kick it up the guts. And my kids never hear anyone talk like this except for at the football. And they're in hysterics that this grown man is saying, just kick it up the guts. They're like, what's he talking about? And he's like, oh, bulldust and all this stuff. And st- language that the kids just don't hear. And they are just like in hysterics. But then at the same time, I'm losing my head going, just kick it up the guts. And I'm like, you know, um, environment is so powerful. Like I've, I've gone to the football with my dad since I was five. So 33 years, right? Environment is so, so powerful. Sometimes I think, just in my own personal viewpoint, like it's actually better to acknowledge that we are so much like the people that have raised us in an environment. It's like a gravitational pull. Like you can argue against gravity and other natural laws all you like, but there are some pulls which are just, which bear weight that you will never be able to undo. True. True, but I, I don't know if that's genetic or whether it's um that's this is the nature versus nurture conversation again, you know, isn't it? Yeah. So you would have learnt the way you speak, um, most probably from your dad, someone who you identified with. But I reckon if you but listen, then I also I speak know, a lot more like my mum. Like I speak a lot more like my mum. Yeah. But you would hear like if you listen hard enough, you'll hear your mum in the things that you say as well. Oh so yeah. So there's going to be a bit of a combo. Yeah. So I reckon. Oh look, the thing what. Okay, so, so is that environmental sitting, or is that genetic? Okay, you go on. Yeah, I was sitting having a bit of a read of my uh, my iPhone this morning um, on a story in the Age, and this story was a cardiothoracic surgeon um, with a big smile on her face um, in a surgical you know room um, saying, "I operate on those people." who chose lifestyle medicine over medicines. And I was like, what's this all about? She then goes on to say, um, all those people that visited their doctor uh, with high blood pressure or cholesterol and chose to do lifestyle as the intervention, I'm now operating on because lifestyle change doesn't work. Oh, wow. Yeah. She said, all those people that took medications that are proven and safe and work and um, you know, should have been the only recommendation. All those people that took those medications, I don't have to operate on because the medication works. Wow. So she said, What about the people that have never come to see her? That oh, she no, just right. wouldn't know about? She goes to, 
I know. So she then goes on to say stuff like, um, you know, people in the wellness industry who bang on about the functions and effects of food, even, you know, whether they be um, appropriately qualified medical professionals or charlatans, um, they, you know, talk about the virtues of eating different foods to decrease blood pressure or different foods to decrease blood sugar or whatever else. And she said, the reality is, is that lifestyle doesn't work. We've had enough time to see that lifestyle doesn't work um, and people just need to take the drugs. And then she goes on to say that, you know, it's genetic, you know, it's a genetic thing. So you can't just alter your genes with your diet. That's what she's saying. So in one breath, and you can imagine how confused people are because the people listening to this particular podcast, we're going, but you guys have said that there's epigenetic control and we can influence our genes and we've had commentators on about that. We've spoken to Bruce Lipton about those sorts of things and and we all know that, you know, through a nutrigenomic and a physiogenomic profiling that we can understand how our genes do behave and we can influence that. Not so much hack it so that it doesn't take place, but we can influence it. We can take, you know, we can take measurable changes to uh, alter the way in which our body actually works. Now, there's some gene stuff there that you can't change and you can't alter. But I reckon what you're talking about, big guy, is stuff that might, in fact, be changeable. Yeah, like that, yeah the more that you talk about it, I'm, like, I'm using probably environmental um, examples. Like Because if I was around other people, if my mum and dad weren't home much and I was around other people, I'd talk like them. I'm probably more thinking um, like the way that I look, like whether it's, you know, the colour of my hair or... The, uh, my my height or um, certain physical features, um, I could go and get you know things surgically changed if you know what I mean because you can pretty much change any part of your body these days. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm probably more curious about um, people's desire to just change every little bit that doesn't quite fit their, for want of a better term fantasy about what they should or shouldn't be yeah and okay. and some or many parts of us um that we've been literally born into i'm wondering whether we're better off accepting them rather than changing uh things that we don't like and and maybe questioning why why there's certain things that we don't like like so for example my dad has a big nose none of us ever really got the big nose <laughs> I must have got his nose. Right. But what? But if we did, like, would you go and get a nose job? I was talking, but yeah. D- did you hear me say that? I must have got the no. nose? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I did oh, hear you say good. that. You just didn't laugh. I know. Okay. Well, because I, I know. Because some- <laughs> no, well, sometimes on <laughs> Skype, it kind of cuts the person I'm speaking, and I'm very conscious not to cut you off. So I didn't want to laugh over your gag. I just want the listeners <laughs> to laugh. <laughs> um, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but now that you've somehow said that you have a big nose, which I can't really fathom because I don't view you as someone with a big nose. Um, I can smell the coffee in Brazil. <laughs> listen to you. <laughs> I'll have to introduce <laughs> it to my dad. Um, so, I mean, yeah, there's a curly one for you. You know, certain things which um, you've just inherited, like physical features. Yeah. Um, you can't change that stuff unless you do surgery and all that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, but a hundred years ago, you couldn't do people. surgery or, or longer or whatever. Like, so There's high-level dissatisfaction with self these days. People are so dissatisfied with what they've been given 
um, or the way in which they've turned out or the things that they have got or haven't got. They're so dissatisfied that they're always looking to, you know, improve it or upgrade it or change it or shift it mm. or make better. And, uh, and, and I suppose we need to explore where that comes from because if we go to – let's just go back to Ikaria for a moment and use that as the example. You know, we go and chat with our great friends, people that we love dearly over there, Yanni and Ioana. Oh, yeah, some, there's some things that, you know, if they get caught up in the Instagram world or the Facebook world that maybe they might want to change. It could be their clothing. It could be their house. It could be, you know, absence of a car. Yeah. It might be that they don't have, you know, a scooter or, you know, maybe. <laughs> they're not liming. Who knows? Maybe their television's <laughs> too small or whatever, you know, and they haven't brought new cutlery since the early 1950s. There's a bottle of wine they um, haven't had. Yeah. <laughs> All the all these things, right? So it, I think it only really comes about in an affluent society, and so it's almost a situation that we've created ourselves. That as we've managed to have so much money, like really in mm. reality, most people have so yep. much money um, to be able to live with and to live from that they create a, an environment or a lifestyle that enables them to want more or change more or alter. So they go, well, you know, I don't like this, so I'm going to do that. Or I don't, you know, want to have to do this, so I'm going to, you know, change it and biohack or do whatever else, you know. So I think it's just because we live in an affluent society and no longer do we look over the neighbor's fence to see what they've got. We can actually probably just jump onto Google and see what they've got. Yeah. So um, everything's so impersonal and, but, and, and so um, broadcasted that it's easy to have um, jealousy or it's easy to have envy over what someone else might have. So I think that's what's going on. Well, so there's Is that, that enough to say. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about, um, so the things that we love about other people, whether they're genetic or environmental, and then whether they are the things that we, um, just what makes us love them. So you know how you get the comments growing up. Oh, you're so like your mum, or you're so like your dad, or you know, um, you know, my sisters. You know, my sisters often get, oh, you know, you, you look so much like your mum, or whatever it is. Um, what do you think? I don't want to say what's more important, but what do you think is important to know what to want to change and improve on, and know what to accept and and trust that 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 is the way that it's meant to be. Oh, wow. This is a good conversation because you can, you can ponder. It's very philosophical. It's kind of one of those things that you might sit around, you know, on a late, late night having some sticky wine. <laughs> yeah. About, it? kind of like Are you doing an, an Ikaria plug? 100notout.com, folks, September 4 to 13, if you want some sticky wine <laughs> with us uh, later this it, year. That's what I thought you were, you were aiming for that high-end dessert wine we buy at Afiani's, weren't you? Um, I wasn't, but I will. Yeah, can't wait to. I hope they've got some more because isn't that like a limited? Anyway, yeah, yeah I don't know. I don't know if we can get it anymore. I think you said they don't make it now. Oh, Maybe that's some. what they said. We'll have to find yeah, out next we'll year. Find but a seller. How do you get satisfied? Like I think um, you're either a satisfied person or you're not a satisfied person, and I wonder whether or not it's a matter of um, taking stock or seeing, you know, all the great things that you've got. Being grateful for that, or may, I well, don't there's know. Something, like, so one thing I get. Wanting more. 
Yeah, so so like some things which I just go, you know what, I'm not even going to attempt to change it, is at least once a month when I'm walking around Brunswick Heads, my little town, on the phone talking to you or someone else, someone will tell me to be quiet, like, can you lower your voice, please? I just can't even be bothered. Like, I have no interest um, in attempting to be a more quiet person. It's just my mum 101. It's the house that I was raised in. It's not genetic. Let's not call it genetic. It's 100% environmental. Um, I'm just loud and I say loud by nature. So, however you define that scientifically, I'm not sure. But I would just say it's in my nature to be loud. Now, it doesn't mean I can't be quiet. doesn't mean I don't have the ability to be quiet. But I have no interest in being a quiet person. Now, Sarah, on the other hand, grew up in a house where like there's not really background music. Like my mum was blaring Frank Sinatra and Ella Fitzgerald from like the highest volume. Like she would probably now have the police going knocking on the door for noise pollution, but she would clean the house on a Saturday or be out in the garden with like Ella Fitzgerald and Frank Sinatra and Bing Crosby just like going nuts. I just have fondest memories of it. She's just loud by nature. So, do you look yourself in the mirror each day and go, oh, look, people are telling me to be quiet and all the rest of it. Sarah's married the opposite because, again, she's got a far more quiet nature. So, do you go about changing it and modifying your behavior or do you actually go, love who I am. I know not everyone agrees with it. Some people can't stand it. That's okay. Happy to be disliked um, or certain parts of me to be disliked at certain times. I can cop that but I'm not going to continue to modify myself to uh, and bend to every single request and desire um, that comes my way. Do you know Do you know where I'm I, going here? I can feel people squirming in their seats at the moment, going, oh, I just want to pipe up. I want to you know, say something here. And I wish it all could because it's, it's an interesting thing because I reckon it takes a strong person to ignore the chatter, ignore the noise. Like it takes somebody, you know, pretty internally motivated and strong and sound and confident with themselves to ignore what groups of people or other people might say. You know, if I was told to repeatedly be quiet, I don't know if I could actually ignore it. I'd go, oh, maybe I am too too loud. Um, is that a good or a bad thing? And oh, I don't know. Like I suppose it comes down to you know how much you tolerate um, and and whether or not you're prepared to, you know, change and shift. But I suppose. It's also good to know and give yourself permission to know that you don't have to change if you feel like you don't want to change. And maybe in another podcast, you and I can talk about the reasons why some people might do things to We're change. Maybe we can go into that. the why. Yeah, so why? So, yeah, I think, yeah, I think that could be good. Okay. Um, but I think that you, maybe we don't, need to, we don't need to have to always want to be pleasing other people, particularly if it makes ourselves not feeling – you would not feel good. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. Yeah. So we're both so pleasers, why would we right? If it makes ourselves feel bad. Yeah, but if someone said to you, um, you know, uh, if someone you respected said to you, Damien, you know, go and get a job um, selling. Let's just cause let me let me probably try and figure out the worst job for you. Go and get a job selling pharmaceuticals door to door to um, um, general practitioners. Well, there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. But I'm just thinking the worst job for Damien Christoph. That's probably the yeah. thing. And and here's a salary with a bonus for you know selling whatever, um, like if you went and did something to please someone else, let's say your mum said that's what you're going to go and do, Damien, and you said, okay, mum, but it sucked every every part of your soul out of you. Mm. Like no one wins that, right? 
And no then in that regard. Yeah, when you no, go I'm out and be that. the best version, like you go and follow what you want to do with your life, um, you know, you've taken some risks in your life. You would have gone against the advice of key people in your life but followed your own heart or intuition or whatever you want to call it to go and do it. Um, then and, then and then people start loving you for for that. Like that's probably the thing that I think about with my volume is I know at the same time there's other people that love the entertainment or the or the like they love the volume. There's other people that can't stand it, and that's okay. And I feel like even with what you were just saying with that lady about um, lifestyle medicine, she'd probably think you were a charlatan. Oh, hundred percent, no doubt. About you know, because it. you're Absolutely. talking about you know yeah. lifestyle, like oh, you know, food and and socialising and having purpose and all of that and and, and moving and. Um, which is all lifestyle, lifestyle based. Um, so then the, the key uh, is the question. Then, well, who do who do we please? If we're both pleasers, who do we please? That's a great question. That's a great question. I think we ought to please those around us that make us happy. Does that make sense? So, yeah. um, our significant people and the people that are significant in our life that we want to please are the ones that we could take feedback from and continue to try and please. But I think that would need to be reciprocated. I don't think it would be a one-way thing. So just because you love somebody doesn't mean you've got to change the whole person who you are to fit that person. Um, yes. It's kind of got to be a little bit of give and take, a bit of push and pull. You know what I mean? Yeah, I and yeah, absolutely. I love this. This is a great conversation because you see that particularly I'm going to say in old school uh, old school marriages where you know people would come together with almost like nothing in common but there wasn't a real investment in what each person was doing there's just a yes dear sure dear yes dear bye dear hi dear yes dear with any real <laughs> investment yeah. but um but at the same time uh you know we often do marry our opposite so we don't want to and we hear it in the wellness world so often don't we it's like oh, i thought when i married my husband he would change or she would change or he would start eating mm. better or she would stop eating so much or he would do this or she would do that and it's like well just because you get married doesn't mean that everything changes it's more that you accept each other even more for being so different to each other um yeah totally but then you also want to please it's it's an interesting word isn't it like you want to please that person a lot but without having to uh bend to someone that you're not yes it's a delicate game right it's it's such a delicate game it's um it's very tricky it's very tricky Oh, I, gosh, my, I'm kind of like left yeah. wondering kind of, okay, how much of me have I changed or do I choose to change or want to change? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's interesting. I don't, but this, this, and look, let's look at this. Like there's certainly elements um, about my character that I, I definitely want to change and maybe in identifying those elements um, that can make you a little bit frustrated. So maybe they're the things that you want to change. So. I suppose if you see in people things that frustrate the pants off you, maybe they're the things that you could actually be changing because yep. those things that are mirrored back at you that you don't like about yourself, you're not liking in other people. Yeah. So that is maybe that is you can that just is massive. I'll, I'll put my hand up. Yeah. So first of all, I think the person we need to please the most is ourselves. I think that's something that yes. we haven't quite said yet. But I think if we can please ourselves, then we can help everyone else. But as you say, what you were talking about there, what you don't like in others, my my big character trait improvement. Which is felt a bit perpetual, but but I, I know it isn't. Is um is is mastering the art of delegating and knowing how to ask and and knowing knowing when to say this is not 
this is not the work for me to do. It's much better for someone else to do it. And and then having courage is not the right word, but having the um making the making the effort and priority to actually go and do that. And as you say mm. this, what gives me the heebie-jeebies about some people is when they delegate. <laughs> so so that's kind of the thing that I find is really interesting. I'm like, no, you need to take responsibility. Don't don't delegate, don't pass the buck, don't whatever. But I also know the thing when I'm overwhelmed, it's generally because I've put too much on myself and if I'm really honest with myself, I really could actually pass certain um, roles or tasks onto other people. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the whole concept of, of being honest to check in with yourself I think is a really good thing. So, you know, what if we set people a little bit of a task, maybe a little bit of a project if they're interested and just to acknowledge and maybe look in the, num- the different environments that you're in, so your workplace, your sport place, your home place. Just look at what really gets you going and then just really check in and then ask yourself the question, who sees that behavior, that trait in me? Yeah. This is a great John D. Martini thing to be doing. Yeah. So who who sees that same trait that I don't like in such and such? Yeah. What do we do? How do yeah. we uh, – you know what I mean? And then yeah. work through that as to, okay, well, if I, if I know 10 people see that same trait in me, do I either go, hmm, that's all right, <laughs> I'm still not going to like it. Or do we kind of diffuse it? How do you diffuse it? Do you remember how to do that, Piercy? Uh, yeah, that's definitely another one for another episode. But that's definitely what what you know. What are the benefits type process? But I think just identifying, yeah. identifying, you know, one key trigger or one key element of your life or or your or your character traits that you think um, are up for change. And I think mm. you know. And again, I, I know we need to wrap this up, but. You don't want to have a list of a hundred things because that's one, it's overwhelming, and two, it's like um, there's nothing to gain out of that. I think what's one yeah. that would be one that if you really made a really conscious effort would actually make a significant difference in your life. So you got me thinking, Damo. You got me thinking. This this uh, episode went in a variety of directions, and I loved every single direction that it went in. So thanks for being open to having the conversation. And yeah, as you said, really hope our listeners um got a lot out of this. This has almost been like therapy mm. for us, as we like it to be in, and hopefully our <laughs> listeners have enjoyed it. I know. We hope. Let's just say also too, the reason why we're having these chats sometimes is because we've got stuff on our mind and it's good to actually clear it. And I think the, you know, all of our listeners, all of you guys out there, enjoy these little conversations. We will be coming back with more interviews. We're looking, we're seeking interview opportunities all the time. So if oh. you've got an idea around who we could be interviewing or you've got some leads for us, then let us know. We are actively seeking. And I think particularly uh, whilst we're in the process of, uh, putting together an interview series of people and you found some wonderful, wonderful Australians who are fearless in every way, shape and form who we will be interviewing on upcoming podcasts. But it's also um, a great opportunity to suggest any conversations and topics that people want covered because there's so many that we have had on this podcast but there's also so many that we haven't had. And I think the best way is either send us an email, marcus at thewellnesscouch.com or damien at damienchristoff.com. But if you are on Facey, then um, 
send a direct message through the 100 Not Out Facebook page and um, we can uh, track you down that way and have a look at the topics or guests suggested. So, Damo, thanks again for your wisdom on this edition of the podcast. Head on over to DamienChristoph.com for more of the great man's wisdom. Myself over at MarcusPierce.com.au. Remember, if you are coming to Ikaria, to the Greek island uh, where people forget to die or you are thinking about coming, head on over to 100notout.com. We're there in September this year, 2019, September 4 to 13. Um, a big shout out to everyone who makes this podcast possible. Our editor, Joseph Tomo, Rosie Garner, who does our social media. And to you, our lovely listeners, thank you so much for your support. Until next week, as always, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. This has been a production of TheWellnessCouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on Facebook.com forward slash TheWellnessCouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.